Thanks for joining us today at City Life. We believe today's message will empower you and point you towards Jesus. But remember that church is so much more than a message you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life, in person or online. Honor in a cancel culture. We live in a very interesting, that's why it's back to the story of the chicken soup. We were talking about this, uh, we were talking about this last night at supper, and, and just, like, honor is a common theme all through scripture. Like, if you read scripture, honor is a very prevalent theme, yet, honor is not a common teaching in the church world. And it's really interesting because when you look back, if you go back into the, into the first part of the, of the 20th century, that would be the 1900s, if you go back to the first part of the 20th century, honor was a really, it, like, honor was something people understood what it meant, how to, kind of how to live in honor. And it's something that we're losing in society. It's a virtue we're losing. And it's very much to our detriment if we lose this virtue. And we are called, uh, we are called to live lives that, that are lives of, that are honorable. And not, not talking honor like give your life in military service honor. That seems to be the only place where honor, the word honor is actually still used is in these, in, in you know, in, the, in, in shows of force. But it's, it's honor is, is the glue of relationships. It's the glue of healthy, functional society. It's what holds people together when we don't agree, which happens from time to time. And now we have a society, instead of learning to honor in disagreement, we've, we're learning and being taught to cancel in disagreement. If you don't agree with me, I will erase you. I will seek to destroy you. I will seek to bring you down. I will destroy the work of your hands. I will rejoice in your tears and your suffering. That's what's happening because we, and it's not happening because we're embracing cancel. It's happening because we have let go of honor. And so it's so important in this time, I think more than ever, that we learn what it means to live lives of honor. Now there's this old story, and I got this from Facebook, so I'm sorry that many of you have read it already, but it's the story, it's a great story, and it's probably not true, but it would be somewhat true if, if you, anyways, here's the story. Girl on her 16th birthday re gets given a car from her dad, and it's an old car, doesn't run very well, it's got rust all over it, and he says, I want you to take this car down to the used car lot, and I want you to ask them what they'll give you for it. So she takes it down to the used car lot, and she, she, she gets, in a, gets a trade-in value. The, the salesman said, well, this is, I mean, this car hardly even runs. It's got rust all over it. The tires need replacing. Like, the paint needs to be redone. He said, I, I can give you $500 for it. And so she comes back, tells her dad, well, he said, he said it's, it's in really rough shape, and he'll only give me $500 for it. And he says, he says, now I want you to take this down to the car show, and I want you to show it to the car collectors and ask them what they give it for, what it's worth. And she drives it in, and as she's driving into the parking lot where the car show is at, she, she can see that people are looking at her, 
and some of them are getting excited. And she, she goes in and says, what, what is this car worth? And she, she, gets, she comes back after the car show, and she says to her dad, she says, their response was completely different. She said, people got excited. People, people were, were looking at this car. They were excited about this car. And she said, I received one offer of $30,000 as is. And he said, I want you to remember this lesson. In life, there's going to be people who will see your value, and there's going to be those that don't. Always listen to those who see your value. And I think, you know, there's this thing called, um, there's a thing called perceived value, and there's a thing called intrinsic value. And the perceived value was the used car lot. He didn't, she went there, he didn't even know that this is a collector's car. This is a classic. People, people will do anything to get this. And he just had a perceived value, but oftentimes perceived value is wrong. And then there's an intrinsic value, and it's a value that comes simply because of the name that's on the vehicle. Simply because it was manufactured by a certain manufacturer, that vehicle, it could be a rust bucket, but because it carries a name, it has an intrinsic value that goes with it. I want you to listen to this, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. In verse 31, it says, then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. You carry an intrinsic value, and that intrinsic value is the value that God declared over you that you're very good. And it doesn't matter what your circumstances say. God said, you're very good. It doesn't matter how you failed. It doesn't matter that your tires are worn out. It doesn't matter that you're covered with rust or hardly run. God declared you very good. The word, the word honor in the Greek, it says, it, it means a valuing or respect given by which the price is fixed, and that value is determined by the price that has been paid. It's a value that is fixed. It's a value that's determined because of a price that's been paid. So what is the value of that person sitting beside you? Is it the value of they emptied the dishwasher today, so is it the value of they were kind to me? No, the value is the the value is determined by the, the price that was paid for that individual. See, my mom paid a price for me. That gave me some value. She paid a big price. Come on, moms. You've paid a price, and that price has put value. But that's not the greatest price that's been paid. The greatest price that's been paid for me was the price that we celebrated this morning in communion, that Jesus, the Son of God, gave up his life for me. 
He gave up his life for you. And that is where my value is fixed. That was the price that was paid for me. That was the price that was paid for the person in front of you and behind you and around you. That, that was the price that was paid for that co-worker who drives you wacky bonkers every day at work. That was the price that was paid for that person who attacks you maliciously. That's the price for that person who insults you who, or who gives you the finger as you pass them in traffic and you don't know what you did wrong. <laughs> See, honor is when we choose to put the value that God puts on people, on them as well. And when we honor the intrinsic value of others, we're actually, we're actually honoring the value on ourselves. When we honor one another, we actually reinforce the value of ourselves because we realize I can honor you when, you, when you're not perfect, so I realize I have value when I'm not perfect. That's important to realize. I don't have to be perfect to still, my value is not based on my performance. First Peter 2.17, it says, honor most people that are nice. <laughs> we can read it together. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood and the sisterhood. Love them too. Fear God and honor the king. Oh, we don't like that last part, do we? That tests us a bit, doesn't it? Honor the king. That was written when the king was a person who put Christians on torches for party favors. Honor the king. Oh, are you saying that out loud at church? In Western Canada? What does honor do? Honor esteems, it cherishes, it values, it builds up, and it believes the best. Honor is a gift that we give to one another. Honor is a gift that we give to one another. It's a, it's a gift that we give that's not just earned through their performance. It's, it's a gift that we give because someone paid a very high price for them. What does dishonor do? Dishonor treats as common. Dishonor tears down puts them in their place, devalues, dishonor, assumes the worst. And isn't this what we see in cancel culture today? A tearing down, we're going to put everybody into their place. Everybody's going to get what's coming to them. It doesn't just treat as common, it actually shows contempt for anything that offends it's like one author said, if you're on a continuous search to be offended, you'll always find what you're looking for. You will always find what you're looking for. Jesus says in Mark chapter 6, Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives and in his own home. And it says that he could not do any miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. It's interesting, Jesus was not honored in his hometown. And because of that, it wasn't, it wasn't Jesus who missed out on what God wanted to do. It was the people 
that missed out on what God wants to do. And I just want to just lay this out there for you. When we honor, we receive the best that God has for us. But when we don't honor, God's best is actually withheld from us. And it's not withheld by God. It's actually stopped by us. It's stopped by us. A culture of dishonor limits the good that God can do in our midst. It limits the good that we can receive. But honor brings out the best. And it, honor allows us to experience the best of others and, and what God wants to bring into our lives. And so let's, let's look at a scripture here about living with honor. What, here's just some practical steps on how to live a life with honor. It's a little lengthy. You can follow along. It's good. You can underline it in your Bible if you have one. If not, you can just like take a jiffy marker and underline it on your phone. Romans chapter 12, it says, if people mistreat you or malign you, bless them. Oh, I don't like this verse already. Always speak blessing, not curses. If some have cause to celebrate, join in the celebration. And if others are weeping, join in that as well. Work towards unity and live in harmony with one another. Avoid thinking you're better than others or wiser than the rest. Instead, embrace common people and ordinary tasks. Do not retaliate with evil, regardless of the evil brought against you. Do not retaliate with evil, regardless of the evil brought against you. Do not retaliate with evil, regardless of the evil brought against you. Oh, this is just a very trying portion of scripture right here. Try to do what is good and right and honorable as agreed upon by all people. If it's within your power, make peace with all people. Again, my loved ones, do not seek revenge. Instead, allow God's wrath to make sure justice is served. That's an interesting verse, isn't it? We'll come back to that. Turn it over to him. Why do you turn it over to him? Well, because you don't know what justice is. God does. And God doesn't want to give them what they deserve. God wants to redeem because he paid a price for them. So that's why revenge is really bad when we try and do it ourselves. Anyways, moving right along. For the scriptures say, revenge is mine, I will settle all scores. But consider this bit of wisdom. If your enemy is hungry, give him something to eat. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Because if you treat him kindly, it will be like heaping hot coals on top of his head. I don't quite understand what that means, but I'm sure it means something good. Never let evil get the best of you. Instead, overpower evil with good. Never let evil get the best of you. Instead, overcome evil with good. Here is some very interesting ways that the Bible says this is how we honor. This is how we live lives of honor. This is how we introduce honor into our way of life or to our culture. The first, speak blessings. Speak blessings. Speak only, Ephesians says, speak only that which is beneficial to those who hear it. You know, there's, there should be a part of us 
that when someone doesn't like us and we talk about them, we should want them to find out what we said. It's getting so quiet in here today. Everybody, it's like, why would I want them to find out what I said? Because what you said should be blessing. What you said should be life-giving. What we say should be good. I've tried to live by the rule of I will never speak poorly of others, even if they speak poorly of me. Our current prime minister has really put me to the test on this principle. (laughs) But a price was paid for him as well. A price was paid for him as well. Speak blessing. Speak that which is beneficial. So a whole lot of you got convicted when I said that, didn't you? You just like, you mean I have to talk blessing? Second thing that brings honor is to work towards unity. To work towards unity. Honor sets the foundation for difficult conversations. And that's why difficult conversations aren't being had in society right now. Because cancel culture can't converse. If I don't value you, I can't come to the table with you. I can't talk to you in a way that brings us closer together. And it's, it's interesting because uh, in, our, in our culture, attention spans seem to be getting shorter and shorter and shorter. That's what kind of statistic. But there's this really interesting pe- pattern starting to take place. And it's this long-form discussions that are starting to... It's like people listen to podcasts where people have conversations for three hours. And that is anti-trend in society. That's not... That's like that. The rest of us, our attention... It's actually statistically, as a society, our attention is less than that of a goldfish. It, it is. A goldfish, I think, has nine seconds. Our TV attention has now dropped down to seven seconds. Like, goldfish are doing better than us in the attention department. But this, this long-form discussion, what, and it's, it's interesting because I, I find them very engaging because you have people with different opinions. Sometimes they're the same opinions. Sometimes, rarely are people exactly the same, but they come together and they talk about things and they talk about issues and they work them out. And it's like, we need this. We need this so badly in our society. Where, where you know, when, when someone has a different opinion, we don't seek to destroy them and stomp them out. It's like, okay, well, help me understand. How, do you, how did you come to that conclusion? And then what you find out is as you talk to people, you find out, you know what? We're not really all that different. We, we all, we just, we kind of arrive at different conclusions, but we're not as different as a lot of times the polarization of media makes it. To honor, it's important that we seek to understand. And I guarantee you, if your sources of information are coming from 30-second sound bites from the news or from social media, you don't understand. 
you do not understand. We understand through conversation. We understand through seeking understanding. He said, well, what if people won't listen or reason? Well, then the Bible gives you this instruction. As far as it depends on you, be at peace with all people. It doesn't say, well, if they won't listen, then cancel them. Seek to destroy them. As far as it depends on you, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all people. Another way we honor, do not retaliate with evil, regardless of the evil brought against you. See, human nature is to put people in their place. When we feel slighted, when we feel wronged, we want them to suffer. But God's answer isn't to put people in his place. God's answer is to lift people into their place. And that's what he's done from the beginning. He's never given us what we deserve. Honor is giving people what they don't deserve. Honor is not putting them in their place, but helping to lift people into their place. And then it goes on. Avoid thinking you're better than others. Embrace common people and ordinary tasks. Avoid thinking you're better and embrace common people and ordinary. That's an interesting. Embrace ordinary people. Or embrace common people and, and ordinary tasks. In other words, there's something honoring about just embracing people where they're at. And not, you know, we kind of, we kind of, I, I, in the church world, I call it the flavor of the month club. And it's, well, we have certain speakers or certain uh, ministries or certain churches, they kind of get put way up over top of everybody else. And we're just kind of like, well, they, this ministry, they can do no wrong. We're just going to kind of listen to everything that they say. And, or that speaker or that pastor or that, you know, fill in the blank. They're just kind of the, they're, they become flavor of the month or flavor of the year. And then you know what happens? They fail. And we're all so devastated. And you have people calling for their heads, and there has to be justice. I have a news flash for all of you. They're just people. They are just people. And we put them up on pedestals where people were never meant to dwell. There's nothing special about me being pastor. I don't, my prayer is no more effective than your prayer. I don't have a special red phone that I can talk to Jesus on at home. I fart. And I'd say they stink, but since I had COVID, I can't smell them anymore. <laughs> My poor grandson, he's running around our house. Monica and I can't smell poop. <laughs> he's got a full diaper for like an hour, and none of us, nobody in the house knows. Actually, losing the smell of poop might not be the worst thing. It's a, 
I don't know where I am in my message anymore. <laughs> common people. And then real, just to realize everybody's common. Everybody's common. Don't put people on pedestals that they weren't meant to live on. And that doesn't mean don't disrespect them. It actually means, you know what? Honor everybody the same. Give all people honor. That's challenging. I'm challenging myself today. I always try to approach a disagreement with the perspective of, I could be the one wrong here. And you know what? Kindness keeps the door open to others that trust, and, and it's trusting that God will lead us into the way of truth. God will lead us into the way of truth. And let me just say this, when, when we give honor, we're showing that we trust that God is able to lead us, that God is able to bring us to truth. God is able to make right. And let me just give a, a bit of a note here. Honoring people does not necessarily mean we honor an ideology. And in our, in our current culture, there's, there's this strong push to, if you don't accept my ideology, you reject me as a person. But that's not true. The, the Bible actually says that we don't war against flesh and blood. We don't war against people, but we war against principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness. And it says the primary way that those, those principalities rule is through ideas. Like spiritual warfare is not you going home and, and, and like sprinkling holy water all over your house and putting an olive oil cross on your head. Spiritual warfare is fought, it's the battleground of the mind. It's ideas. And so, while people are to be honored, ideologies can be demonic. We honor people, but honoring people doesn't mean that we honor every thought or idea that someone presents to us. And in our, see, we're in a day and age of strange ideologies, and many of those ideologies at their core are really exactly the opposite of what the Bible teaches us. They're, they're at their core. They will, not, they will lead us away from obedience to God. And in every generation, there's anti-Christian or anti-Christ ideologies. But we don't have to agree with every idea people have and still be able to to show honor. We can show honor. And in a, in a day and age where it seems that the greatest sin that we can commit is the sin of denying someone their desire or hurting their feelings, it can be, it can be challenging as a person who wants to be kind and to do good, you can feel like to, to, tell, to tell someone you don't agree with an ideology, you almost feel like you're a bad person as a Christian. It got quiet again. Our compassion can be weaponized against us. Our desire to do good, to be good, to be nice, to be kind, that desire, that desire can get used against you. And you can be taught that to, 
that any way that you, anything you do that does, does, denies someone else's desire or hurts their feelings, that makes you an evil person. Let me tell you, if you, as a parent, you don't hurt your children's feelings from time to time and deny them some desires, you will have a demon <laughs> in your home. They will... And we, as a culture, we, we don't really embrace the value of denial. But denial is important. James teaches us it's our desires that lead us to sin. We need denial. If I just go into Costco and buy everything I want, I'll be broke. <laughs> and I'll eat a lot of food I shouldn't eat. <laughs> or you go into the French pastry store. Oh my gosh. I can eat a lot. <laughs> Pastries? All day, baby. Cream puffs, donuts, sweet potato pies. Okay. Moving right along. I think, I think what, what we need to work on in the church world is not the, the fact that we don't we don't accept everyone's ideas because we, I think in the church world, there's, you know, a general recognition, all ideas are not going to lead us to good places. But sometimes the way in which we voice our disapproval, it needs some work. It needs some work. We need to learn the law of kindness. We need to learn the law of compassion. All right. And the last thing, we honor God. We honor God by trusting him and following his ways. 1 John 5, 3, it says, For this is what love for God is, to keep his commands. There is a, there's a part of us, we honor, we honor God by trusting that what he says will actually be better for us than what we think. We have to ask the question, has God said this because he wants to limit me? Has he given this command because he wants to stifle me and make me cry and deny me my desire? Or has he said this because he wants me to flourish and he knows how this turns out if I go down this path? And this is the first, this was the very first temptation. This is the temptation that caused mankind to fall. Was when the serpent said to Eve, has God really said? Did God really say that? And then the second part of that question was, God said it because he wants to deny you something good. And we can all see the mess that that got us into. When Eve decided that her desire was better than God's command. It's the challenge of humanity. Will we believe that our desires can lead us to a better place than God's command can lead us? Can we trust that God gave that command 
because he wanted to because he wanted to bring us to a better place than our desires could get us to. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you the path to take. Who knows what will lead us to flourishing better than the one who made us? See, I think there was times in my life I thought I knew what would make me happy. And 10 years later, I'm glad I didn't get it. 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, I think if I would have gotten what I wanted back when I was 22, my life would be a mess today. But God knows what I need today. But you know what? He also knows what I need in 25 years. But he also knows what my children need. grandchildren and their grandchildren and his commands they're not for me they're for them we honor him when we trust him and we do what he says because there's a price paid for us, but there's also a price paid for them. And when we honor God, when we obey God, we're sorry. It's the music, it's just... (laughs) When we honor and obey God in our life, we're actually honoring future generations and the plan that God has for them. Oh, Mikey Ball, baby. We honor God when we trust him, when we trust his ways, but we also honor him when when we trust what he says. And one of the things that he has said is, you are very good. You are very good. Just say that. I am very good. Boy, we have a hard time saying things like that. The person next to you, they're very good. And we honor God when we honor one another. Let's stand to our feet. I want to pray. And I think if if this message didn't challenge you today, you're not listening. But I want to just, I want to give an opportunity. Maybe you're here and you've, you've, you would just say, you know what? I have never really trusted God. I've trusted that I can do better with my life than he can. I've trusted that my desires and opinions are smarter than God's commands. <laughs> I want to just give you an opportunity today to say yes to God's plan, yes to following Jesus, yes to his will, yes to his ways. And if you want to pray that with me today, you can just join it. We're going to pray together. Let's pray, Jesus, I say yes to you, to your plan, to your purpose. I want to follow you. I want to honor you. I want to trust you. And I want to trust in your ways. 
that you know better than I know, than I know, that you know what's better for me than I know what's better for me. So I choose to trust you. I choose to trust what you've said and trust that you will do what you've said you'll do. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you want to take your next step in saying yes to Jesus, you can always contact us at cty.lc slash next step or fill out the next step section on the City Life app. It's an honor to play a small part in what God is doing in your life. We look forward to connecting with you soon.